1: Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crown, joined here by the wonderful Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? (laughs) You were just saying right before we came on, my daddy takes a tea bird away. And it was reminding me because we talk about fun. And I was sick over the weekend with my son. And so we were trying to find a movie to watch together just for, you know, a little fun, something that we didn't have to do much for. And as we were looking for Amazon Prime, he would critique the movies based on how old they were, Brie. And so I found Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is kind of quirky and fun, kinda, like he likes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I saw this movie in theaters. And he's like, oh, you saw the movie in theaters? Too old. Next. I'm like,
0: <laughs> what?
1: what? <laughs> he's like,
0: anything pre pandemic was too old? Is that what? It was so 2000. Five. It wasn't that long ago. No, yeah, it was like, not young man.
1: I need to have a talk oh, with him my, next time I see him. Oh my gosh! Do you know what else they do? Anytime they ask me about my childhood, they're like, both of the kids do this, and they know it gets on my nerves, and I think that's why they do it. Hey, mom, what were things like the olden days? Um, and I'm like, you mean the '80s and the '90s? Yeah, yeah. It's not olden days. my kids... I would never say olden days to my parents. Oh,
0: yeah. No, my kids know better than to do that because I think like horns would come out of my head, flames out of my mouth. Like I would probably lose it on that. And uh, they find other ways to, to poke at me for sure, but not the olden days. I did ask. I'm like, <laughs> is it true that some people actually say like back in the 1900s when they're talking about the late 90s and they're like, no, no, nobody bunch. does that. But I think they did that just to make me feel even more stupid because I was even asking. Because I was
1: somehow I felt even
0: dumber for asking. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Do they call you a boomer? No, that's the new thing. They're calling millennials boomers, okay, and I'm that, like, what? I would take. We are not boomers. Yes,
0: yes, I would what definitely d- take an insult to that for sure. I am not, not a boomer. Gen Z
1: generation. They need to get their respect in line. And no, oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah, but we're talking about fun today.
0: We are. <laughs> that was part of so- the whole, like... And she'll have fun, fun, fun till her daddy takes the teapot away. Okay, does that make me old that I remember that song, like, a lot growing no, up? No, I used to listen
1: to the oldies station in my dad's car. I would know most of the 50s and 60s uh, songs that played just because of that cool 92.9.
0: See? Yeah, I couldn't even say the jingle. See? <laughs> yeah. Now, and now we say oldies, and it's our music that's playing. It's very sad. It's very sad. But the <laughs> music that plays... Jam is oldies, I <laughs> Every but it does remind me of what we're talking about today. Like how, as moms, we get so wrapped up in everything that we kind of forget how to have fun anymore. How to do something that was just for us fun, right? Yeah, because we
1: always think about our kids and will they have fun, or our partner, or our partner will they have fun? And sometimes, yeah, that that is definitely a fun dampener when you have people just complaining the whole time you're trying to do something fun for yourself. Yeah. Like that is not fun. But what we want to encourage you to do is to ditch those complainers, ditch the naysayers, whiners, and go out and do something for yourself. And that's what we're talking about in the episode. We're going to help you find your fun. So, on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal, too. Our mission is to raise more self sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode will tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. So I saw this really funny meme on Instagram and it said something like, my therapist told me to get rid of everything that causes me stress. And it's this woman taking all of her kids yep. and like putting them on the porch and then putting her husband on the porch too. <laughs> and then shutting the door. I saw that. And then shutting the door. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. And so many people were like, how dare you put those kids out there? that <laughs> we like, guys, it's a joke. It's saying how unrealistic it is That to say, just get rid of the things that cause you stress. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. If it's stressing you out, just stop
0: doing it. Oh, really? I get to just like, I can just drop it all. And I mean, Uh there is some degree of that. Yes, but in, in no real reality, are you able to let go of everything that causes you stress? That's just not possible.
1: No, but the one thing you can do is you can alleviate your stress by putting some more fun into your life. Because it's like that metaphor I often come back to with the hose filling the glass, where the hose and the water is stress, and it keeps filling and filling and filling up. But you can keep it from overflowing if you start drilling those holes with self care and connection and fun, and those are the stress relievers that let all the other stuff out.
0: I think I want to see this on video. I think uh, I think I, I, I'm seeing a real, I need to. We need to figure out a way to make you do that, like in real life, oh, like, a, like a drill. The drill.
1: Yeah. I saw it on a video. I can't remember who did it though, but so it's not my idea. But I saw it somewhere. But I like it, it's and a I thought good that's one. so good. It's so true. It is a good one. Yeah, it is be- because we often forget what brings us fun, and there is a book out there by the wonderful Catherine Price called "The Power of Fun," which I use to help me find my fun again. And we're going to just share some stories, me and Bree, because we found our fun in different ways, and one thing the book mentioned was to start thinking about all the times in your life that you've had fun, that you were just laughing and that time kind of didn't even seem like time was passing. You weren't aware of it. You were just so present and in the moment. And I remembered a lot of things from college and they always involved other people. There was always other people. It was always some kind of adventure thing <laughs> or doing something where, you know, you're getting together and you're having fun. And Catherine Price calls out your fun factors. Ooh. So like getting together, having fun, adventure, looking at those things. So I started looking at those things for fun factors. And one idea I had was Margarita Mondays, which I I do now. I love those Margarita Mondays. Uh, Margarita Mondays. I do because I really wanted the community in my neighborhood and no one was coming out and talking with each other. Yeah. And so I put a thing on Facebook. I put myself out there, and for my first Margarita Monday, all I supplied was margarita supplies, because I make a good margarita. You do.
0: You do. You have world famous. One of these days, I'm going to get you to start making those in bulk.
1: It's knock you on your ass margaritas, though. It's very just- But they're <laughs> very good. In my opinion, they
0: are the best margaritas, but that's okay. Except I was really disappointed for the VIP retreat. I messed them up. I messed uh-huh. up the well, margaritas. We tried to make them really quickly, and we forgot we the fun factor in them. That it wasn't, right? I think about it in a lot of things in life. If you really enjoy something and you're proud of it and you're like, I'm good at it, it, but then you rush it, a lot of times it doesn't have that, you can't taste the love, man. You can't taste the love.
1: Yeah. So that's what I- I I forgot. (laughs) I subbed an ingredient, too, because I did not have an ingredient. Yeah.
0: You're like, yeah. (laughs) That's why if we had
1: more time, we wouldn't have subbed. We would have done it. Like- Wouldn't have subbed it. Yes. Anyways, but- margaritas are really good and the first time like three people came and then the next time two people came and then i'm doing it tonight again and we have five people coming and one is bringing a charcuterie board and the other is bringing a cocktail that she made so it's growing and blossoming that's that's what makes it awesome
0: is when it just grows and you don't have to you don't have to force it along
1: right yeah well i I'm kind of making myself be open to it because I know from experience that the only way to keep something going with community is that other people need to see themselves in it. You cannot have all the ideas. You have to let other people come in and be a part of creating that magic for everybody. Else it'll die. Yeah. All the time.
0: Yeah. Well, because, again, everybody needs to bring in their piece, right? That makes it fun for them. And that might be sharing off
1: something. It might be food. I love food. <laughs> I do love food. I'm excited for the charcuterie board. But <laughs> yeah. So that is one thing that I I found my fun with, just yeah. having that community and having that, I want to say collection of women around me, because I feel like I need that in my life. I feel like, yeah, I I agree with that. I think a lot of us
0: do. Like my, my fun story, people have heard me talk about it before. The moment that it really slapped me in the face, like a banana cream pie. Was when I got divorced and I was just like, I, I didn't, I, I had all my friends. You were one of my friends pre-divorce. Like I had a lot of friends, but I didn't know what I enjoyed doing. That was just me because (laughs) I, I suddenly had all this time where I wasn't taking care of my kids because they were with their dad. I wasn't a wife anymore. I could only volunteer at school so much, (laughs) and summer came along, and my job, I worked for a school district, so I was off all summer, so that was a hard, scary summer, and I remember trying to think, what did I enjoy doing, and it had been so long since I, because I had been with my husband at that time, I had been with him for, like, 17 years, so trying to go back, right? Yeah, and I and I had (laughs) moved out here when I started dating him, so I also didn't have those core memories in the state even that I was living in. So I'm like, all right, what what am I going to find that's fun? And I was like, okay, I really like being around people. That's what makes me excited. And I like doing things like game nights and parties and stuff like that. So I found a group of people that were getting together a couple times a week. It was like social Chandler, social sing- singles because I lived in the Chandler area. And I came to a game night at a bar. I was so <laughs> was scared. But that's when I found that I really like being around people. And these people were able to introduce me to other activities like, oh, we're going to go kayaking. Oh, we're going to go to piano night. Things that I had never done mm-hmm. ever. So I couldn't even reflect back on my childhood. But again, like you said, the one thing I remembered was that I loved being social. And I loved being around people. That's what always made me excited. So in doing that, that one summer, I figured out that I love music. I figured out that I love kayaking, being on the water. And now I have those things that are just my passion. And I love it. It really recharges my battery. We actually just listened to the episode,
1: IEPs, Does My
0: Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved
1: about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave
0: great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms. That nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything and so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services.
1: To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes.
0: Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here, and let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose, I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear.
1: I think you brought another good point into it where you had to try a lot of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to try a ton of things before you find out exactly what you find fun. And if you're definitely an introvert, you don't like people. That's it.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> so my route might not be your best route. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm an introvert. I have my very close connections and my close friends. And so getting them to introduce you to stuff like you introduced me to kayaking. I would have never gotten on that river I if know, it wasn't for right? you.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, It's one of those yeah. things where you're all like, uh, maybe. <laughs> and like, I really and like it. And then you introduced me to paddleboarding. Because you the paddle were board, into yeah. paddleboarding. I was like, well, maybe I could do it.
1: So yeah, I kind of want to get a paddleboard. Now you that should. you mention it, you should. I'm like, I want to get a paddleboard. We could go it's together. Just... hmm. I would. They're not that expensive either, and they're very easy to put away in the garage and deflate. If so you get well, pretend. yeah. If you get the inflatable ones, oh yeah, they're total. I love them. They're they make
0: things a lot more flexible, and they're so much easier to move than kayaks.
1: Yes, kayaks <laughs> are heavy. an adventure. They are <laughs> heavy. <laughs> they are very very, very heavy. 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 After going it before, but it's hard to find your fun thing as a parent because you're so worried that your kids are having fun at every second. And it's hard about, yeah, kind of like seeing kids bored. And that's something, well, I was going to say I I have to get used to.
0: Yeah. Well, how about the other factor too of like, do we really have to take our kids with us everywhere? Do we really have to involve our kids in everything? Or are we allowed to have parts of our life that are just, us. And I mean, it's it's not like it's huge. Like, go for an hour a week, an hour a month. You can do that. It's okay. It's healthy. That's
1: a big source of mom guilt, though. On our No Guilt Mom Facebook page, we put the vent about mom guilt because there aren't many safe places to talk about the guilt that you feel as a parent. And we at No Guilt Mom, we hope that we are that safe place for you, especially in our Balance VIP community where it's like a closed circle. Yeah, But it's it's hard. You feel guilty for everything. You feel guilty for time you take away from your kids. You feel guilty for working too much. You feel guilty for enrolling them in the wrong school, in the wrong summer program, not feeding them enough healthy food. Oh, and all this stuff is occupying your mind that who has time for the fun? I know, right? Oh, it's also throw in the the guilt, we forgot
0: the big guilt factor, the one that we have our sticker for that you are worth the two dollar shrimp upgrade that we feel guilty spending any resources on ourselves and our own personal enjoyment because we feel like if we were a good mom, this is that terrible Bob voice in our head that's telling us all the wrong things. That voice in our head is like, if you were a good mom, you would self-sacrifice everything. And just being around your kids, just being around your partner is enough.
1: No. Yeah. No. No. It's not. No. It's not. You need your own thing. You need your own passion. And a lot of times, Moms come to us and they're like, oh, I can't do this anymore because it's a quote unquote luxury. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That and why don't we deserve luxury? That why don't we deserve
0: it? That's a hard one because, again, you're fighting against a lot of different things. You're fighting against your partner. And in some cases, you're fighting against that voice in your head. Maybe you know what? Okay. Let me throw this out there. I had to buy a new car, right? Yes, like, you, you know the scenario. I yes. had to buy a new car because, and if you asked me a week ago, I would have said, I have to buy a new car because I walked myself into a corner. And to uh-huh. be a good mom, I have to buy myself a car.
1: Yeah, that's that interesting. You right. did phrase it that
0: way. I did. So, what happened for people in podcast land, my son turned 16 back in March, and before he turned 16, I had decided that I was going to give him my car because it was getting old. I was going to need a new car and being divorced and him and my kids going back and forth between two homes and their teens. They're in high school. Oh, my God. It would make my life and honestly, my ex-husband's life a lot easier if they had a vehicle. The kids had a vehicle (laughs) and they could take it between the homes. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just, you know, gift him my old car and I can buy a new car. Well, as time got closer, I started freaking out because there was nothing that I was excited about. And I didn't uh-huh. want to have to make a car payment because I had been lucky for a while, didn't have to do one. So, in my opinion, I was being forced to get this thing that I did not want uh-huh. because I had to be a good mom because I had already yeah. promised it to my son. And I would be a bad mom if I went back on my promise or if I, God forbid, kept my old car and just bought him a cheap car. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you talk yourself into these things that it's just it makes no sense because you convince yourself that you're spending anything on yourself. It's, it's luxury, whatever it is. It's, yeah. it's bad.
1: It's how we've been socialized, too. And I yeah. don't feel like men struggle with that as much. I have not seen men struggle with that mentality as much. It's more of the, oh, it's there. Oh, this will be great to use. I'll use it. In my experience, yes.
0: That that peach scenario, you've talked about it before. About it's the, the peach, peach and the smoothie. Yeah.
1: And how there's one less peach left in the bowl and the mom looks at it and is like, oh, this is a great peach. I bet someone else would like it. And the husband comes around and is like, oh, look, a peach for my smoothie. Cool. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the husband. It's just that mentality of thinking that you have to save everything good for your family and you don't get to enjoy it yourself.
0: And why is that bad, right? Because then there's nothing uh-huh. left for you. Like you, uh-huh. you can't even be the person that you want to be for others when you are tapped. Yeah. Seven. You're always at a negative because you're always, always every time you get anything in, you're immediately giving it out. And yes. that is awesome. I love the heart. I love the intent there. But we're teaching our children. The other thing too, we have to remember, right, is that our kids watch us. We're teaching our kids that this is what mom is supposed to do. And uh-huh. I would hate for my daughter to think that she has to give up her whole life for everybody else. their own happiness that's
1: not a way to live because how did we learn it we learned it from our moms yeah we totally learned it from our moms and i i came at parenthood with i i didn't want to be a parent
0: i didn't want kids either when i was in college i
1: (laughs) i love i absolutely love my kids but my parents did not have a social life they stayed home with us all the time and they didn't seem happy so I went into it and I'm like, I can't. This is me changing my entire life, and I didn't realize that it didn't have to be that way yeah. until I actually saw it modeled. Because when we see it modeled, we can envision it. No, where and did you can, where did you see it modeled? I'm curious. It was my. We went to go visit my husband's cousins who had a two year old and who were starting their own business oh. and who were still going out, and still. And I was like, this looks kind of fun. You're like, like, wait, that's an option. That's there, an option. There's layers to there. There's
0: options to parenting.
1: Yeah, and it was after that trip. I'm like, okay, we could start trying. And then after that, a month later, bam, Camden in uh, the hole.
0: There <laughs> you go. I didn't want kids either when I was in college. Isn't it funny yeah. that we both end up in lives dedicated to
1: parenting and, and parenting and families? But I think it's all about though changing that perception of what parenting is. Parenting is not sacrificing everything about yourself to raise great children. It is really exploring a little bit. I think that my kids have made me better in so many ways and made me more focused on exactly what's important and what I need to hold on to and what I need to keep and not sacrifice for their quote unquote benefit because it's not always benefiting them.
0: Right. Right. And you know what? The funny thing is, if you were even to ask your kids a lot of times, they would probably be like, no, I'd rather you go do your thing maybe that's just teenagers. But <laughs> kids all the time are like, no, mom, you can go paddleboarding without us. It's cool. We'll sleep. It's all good. It's good.
1: <laughs> I still have the, you're going to leave me? You're oh, gonna leave no.
3: Me? Hey there. I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above,
0: And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, bye. bye. Yeah, now, now that's me chasing after my kids. Wait, what We're hug before you go. But
1: the fun thing is so, so important. And another thing that I find fun is travel. And oh, so yeah. We're, quite,
0: we're going to Mexico, break. Oh, my God. I have the best friends in the world. I was explaining that to somebody the other day. We were at a we happy hour with some of Miguel's friends and we we were talking about traveling. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm going to Puerto Vallarta. Not sure where I'm going. I'm, I am I kind of know when I'm going. And they're like, how do you not know? And I'm like, because I have friends that just plan the whole thing and they're just like, get your passport ready. We're going. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Is it Puerto Vallarta? I can't even remember where and we're it, going now. I'll if have you know to look, that, okay. only because that's where I got engaged. So I'm all like, yep, it's Puerto Oh,
1: Yeah, I listened to Sheena, and Sheena's like, I have this resort. Buy the tickets here. I'm like, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> Again, you, everybody, every mom friend needs to have a
0: travel agent as a friend and needs yeah. to have the friends that are all about doing Oh, I don't know. You guys are kind of like spur of the moment people too, which I love. I love the spur of the moment planning. So that's, but you need to give yourself permission. It took a while to get there, right? Listen, you gave yourself the permission to go and and to do things just for you, because you'll come back, you'll be refreshed, you'll be rejuvenated. It's not like it's a long trip either. We're only going for a couple of days, but it's fantastic.
1: It's very helpful, and you get to come back being better version of you. Yeah. And if you can't do a trip like that, do like a girls' night. We have a girls' night planned for this week, too. Yeah. And that was an easy thing. There's a group of like five of us. And all I did was send out a message. I'm like, OK, girls' night this week. We're going to go here. I can do any day but Monday. Go. And so then, <laughs> and then is like, I could do Thursday. And everyone else is like, Thursday works for me. Thursday works day. for me. Done, reservations made. See you there. All
0: right. See, yeah. And even if it's just like, come over and hang out at my house. I remember doing that too when the kids were younger. Cause again, we've been friends for so long. Our group would just kind of be like, anybody want to come over and just hang out? We would just hang out and the kids would play. And that wasn't ideal because you still had the kids there. So you were still doing mommy role somewhat. But it was better than completely sacrificing everything to do exactly what the kids wanted in us, having nothing.
1: And return, oh, yeah, right, yeah. So again, it's totally better,
0: yeah. It's, it's so in-
1: it's interesting now because I'm noticing how much different it is when you don't have kids around. So, for instance, this could be a little controversial, but when I plan Margarita Mondays, we don't have kids here just running around. It's about finding someone to watch the kids, yeah. And that a lot of times it's a lot of women who come to Margarita Mondays, so their husbands get home or Looking for babysitters for them because there's such this guilt about having someone else watch your kids. I know when it is such a relief. You find yourself again when part of your brain is not focused on making sure the kids are safe. Right. What happened to that? Because I do remember it
0: feels like back when we were kids, like in the 80s, it was, I was babysitting at 12. And I'm not saying that's just for me. I'm just saying it felt like it was a way more common thing. And yeah. nowadays, it's way more common to not have anybody that you can call. It's, it's so not interesting. a interesting, and I'm not sure what's up with that. Like, I'm not sure if it's like a we're too afraid to ask other people. Which I can get. We're in this media well, age now, right, where it seems like everybody is out to kill or kidnap you or your children. So I mean, I can I can see that, but at the same time, I can also see that that's an anxious thought. <laughs> it's not. Hey. It's not reality. It is. It's an anxious thought. If you were to look at statistics, not everybody is out to get you
1: or your kids. Uh, no. So- when you have someone you can trust, oh my gosh, it is such a relief. Such a relief. Yeah. To be able to then know that your kids are taken care of. A lot of times that your kids are happy with this person. Teenagers are such amazing babysitters. And let me tell you, they need the money. They so, have like, <laughs> that's something that... To take care of their uh,
0: Dutch Bros habit or whatever it is that they're into. <laughs> for my daughter, it's buying all the Taylor
1: Swift merchandise she can. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's crazy! All the swag, but they need the money. And my daughter would love to babysit more, but no one is looking for a babysitter really.
0: So just so what we're telling you, if you're listening, is that which hopefully you are because you're here, you're listening to us. It's okay to take something just for you. It is That's okay him. you are you are worth the resources you are worth the time, you are worth the energy and that yes. and that it, it's gonna take time it's
1: it more, yet, yeah, right and I want to say something else because yeah. this is a huge hurdle. Your partner is not being put out quote unquote watching your kids. He is their parent or she either way or she other or she yeah. he or she is their parent. So please don't think that you leaving is going to put your partner into a bind or make things harder for them. Because as a parent, you take on a lot of the role yourself and your partner is there to equally take on the role when you need to go and do your thing as well.
0: And if you need help with that lesson right there, we have a couple of episodes in the show notes. We have links to them below where we have had Eve Rodsky. On the podcast, so just talking about that and equal fair play, equal division of household labor and emotional labor and all of that. And
1: take a listen, it might help. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I just saw the best thing from Brene Brown. She was in an interview this past weekend on Tim Ferriss's show. And she said that, you know what? I think that having marriage be 50 50, um, and these are Renee's words, so cover the ears, people, is a crock of bullshit because. It's never 50-50. There's always times where yeah. you will come home and all you have to give is ten. And she gives a great tip where how you quantify it. So when you come home, your partner's like, I have twenty tonight. And maybe sometimes when they're like twenty, be like, Okay, I have it. I can cover you. I can be like, I can cover you. Yeah. I can be I can be kind and cover you today. Or you'll come home and be like, I only have twenty. Like me this weekend, I had nothing to give and My partner was doing everything around the house, cleaning up after my son, who was throwing up everything and covering what I couldn't give. Poor guy. She says the issue comes when you both get together and you both have 10 and it doesn't equal 100. That's when you have to talk about, okay, what are we going to do? What's the plan here? How can we be kind to each other? What can we put in place to make sure things get done? maybe that's ordering in for dinner maybe that's eating off paper plates so there'll be less dishes you know i love putting those that. things in place
0: yeah cuz there's a lot of yeah. days where i feel like yeah you're you're not always going to be able to do the whole 50 like mm-hmm. you just said and and some days you're always, you're going to come up short there's it's going to happen that is life and that might happen half of half of the days of one month who knows uh-huh. but being prepared for it and being able to have that conversation helps it really
1: helps because like it's that misunderstanding a lot that causes the problem yeah so indefinitely in- so we want you to go out and find your fun now we hope that we've knocked down a few barriers for you a few misconceptions about what's expected of you and given you a few ideas on how you can start trying and permission to start trying because it's really the best thing you can do for your kids and you're showing your kids how to live a very full life adult life. And if you want some more support in that and making that happen, because there's such a difference between hearing the idea and making it happen, come join our Balance VIP community. That is what we work on with you every day. And you get the support of so many fabulous women who will just cheer you on and support you in your bad days and lift you up in your really good days. It is the best community you'll ever be a part of. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it.
0: And also, if you do something that's fun, tell us about it. Or you found this podcast episode helpful, write a review. Tell us about it. Share the podcast with a friend. You listen on Spotify, click the little stars and share a little bit of love for the No Guilt Mom podcast. We would love to hear from you guys about what your thoughts are and also how these episodes help. Because I know we're not alone on trying to find fun. This is a thing. There is a fun shortage. There is a fun choice. Fun loss epidemic.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So until next time, remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you and we'll see you later. Thanks for stopping by.